Mic check, one, two, one, two. Mic check, one, two, one, two. We back for another episode. Shoot, third time's the charm. <laughs> oh, man. I had some technical difficulties. Well, I ain't even technical difficulties. It was uh, uh, my human, <laughs> my human error for getting to hit the record button several times. <laughs> well, a couple of times, third time's a charm. So everything's straight right now, but we're going to get right into it. <laughs> it's a taste to consider podcast. Let's go. Inside my mind, couldn't find a place to rest Until I got that dug like tatted on my chest Tell me, can you feel me? I'm not living in the past You wanna last? Be the first to blast Remember Cato No longer with the seat the seats Call on the sirens Seen the murdered in the streets Now rest in peace Is there heaven for a G? Remember me So many homies in the cemetery Shed so many tears Say you stick and sit a podcast Let's go Lord, I lost so many kids and shed so many tears Now that I'm struggling in this business by any means Label me greedy, getting green, but seldom seen And fuck the world cause I'm cursed I'm having visions of leaving here in the hurts God, can you feel me? Take me away from all the pressure and all the pain Show me some happiness again, I'm going blind I spent my time in the cell, ain't living well I know my destiny is hell, but did I fail? My life is in denial, and when I die Baptized in eternal fire, shed so many tears it's a taste sticking to the Lord, podcast. Lord, I lost so many tears and shed so many tears. Now I'm lost and I'm weary, so many tears. I'm suicidal, so don't stand in me. My every move is a calculated step to bring me closer to embracing early death. Now there's nothing left. There was no mercy on the streets, I couldn't rest. I'm barely standing, about to go to pieces, screaming peace. And though my soul was deleted, I couldn't see it. I had my mind full of demons trying to break free. They planted seeds and they hatched, sparking the flame. Inside my brain, like a match, such a dirty game. No memories, just a Misery, painting a picture of my enemies killing me in my sleep. Will I survive till the moan and the see the sun? Please don't forgive me for my sins, cause here I come. Lord, I suffered through the years and shed so many tears. It's a taste to consider podcast. Yes, indeed, we are back for another episode. Let's get into the show. Let me intro the show and let's get into it because I'm getting a little hungry right now and I'm ready to eat. It's a taste to consider podcast. I'm your host, Derek Silver. 
The Taste of a Taste to Consider Podcast, the podcast of many tastes. We are back for another episode. Yes, indeed. Ah, another week has ended. Another week is beginning. We are back for another episode of Taste to Consider Podcast. Shout out to everybody who listened to the last episode, last week's episode, Psychopaths Part 1. Um... I'm not on social media. I wasn't advertising or anything like that. So shout out to everybody who listened to it. Shout out to everybody who watched it on YouTube. Um, shout out for the feedback that was sent to me. Um, yeah. Shout out to the people who hit me up about the episode. Like I said, I haven't I'm not on social media at the current moment. And um just shout out to the people who hit me up offline and you know let me know about the show and everything how they felt about it and stuff like that um i appreciate it um appreciate all the feedback um i definitely uh need it um that's a love language of mine so i appreciate all the love you gave me (laughs) oh man um yeah also shout out to Everybody who read my two new blog posts on greatestiamblog.com, make sure you go to greatestiamblog.com. That's greatestiamblog.com. And even though I'm not on social media, my socials are still up. So all the information is, is in my link tree. Um, yeah, um, appreciate once again everybody who read the post and who sent me feedback offline about uh my two new blog posts uh two weeks ago i wrote a blog post called i am a master check it out if you haven't already and uh saturday um this past saturday i wrote another blog post um i am persistent so uh, check that one out if you haven't already. Um, like I said, shout out to all the people who gave me some love on it and everything. Because once again, I'm not on social media at the current moment. I'm not advertising, marketing, posting or whatever about um, anything that I'm doing. Um, yeah, I had to take a break. Um, it's something that I have done on the regular for a few years now uh, where I take um, breaks. Um, I'm not sure when or if I'm even going to get back on social media. Um, honestly, I don't know. I mean, um, I've mentioned it before on, on past episodes about, you know, my, my, um, struggles with social media when it comes to my mental health and stuff like that. And, you know, um, certain things that I struggle with with it I'm not gonna go into it right now on this episode but um if you've been a long time listener you should know um and if you want to ask me you can ask me but I'm I'm pretty sure I'll eventually talk about it again on the show I mean it will it will things always seem to tie in together um and that's what I was saying uh on the last episode and even uh, previous episodes, shoot, all my episodes, honestly, that, you know, um, that a lot of these, shoot, all these episodes, they pretty much, when, when I'm not, 
Well, I'll say, I'm not going to say all the episodes. I'll say majority of the episodes pretty much come effortless for me because of um, the most high. I mean, shoot, not to diminish my talents, my gifts, my efforts, my hard work or anything like that, because they definitely do play a role. But a lot of the stuff that comes with my podcast, finding topics, putting the topics together, having themes that aren't really your your traditional themes and stuff like that, that'd be all, um, that'd be the most high right there, you know, um, honestly, divine intervention, um, and, like, I just run, I mean, I, I just run with it, honestly, um, but there, there has been times where I infiltrated, <laughs> I infiltrated um, the um, where I had my own agendas or, you know, I was, you know, steeped into my ego or uh, trying to uh, get in a, a push it, push some sort of agenda across if I was like in a certain state of mind, whether I was angry or I was hurt or something like that. But even though even though during those times, those pretty much do come together in a way where it's not, you know, it's not solely me where, you know, I can take, you know, some things that I'm personally going through and God will still find a way to mesh it into uh, a a productive um, episode, you know, where the topics are in a way helping me as well as helping others and stuff like that so yeah so i'll i'll sit here and say all of them all of all of the episodes you know have been (laughs) well yeah you know what i'm getting at you know even when we try to take control of things um the most high still has his way of intervening in it and protecting us or giving us a lesson where we have a space to grow or learn something, but it's all about, it's still all about us being open to it, but yeah, not to get all preachy preachy up in here and everything like that, but y'all know I like to just ramble sometimes and reflect on some things in which I'm about to do right now. Uh, last episode, um, I, I just started rambling about the def- divine feminine energy and stuff like that, so I would... I will be doing that again, but just a different in a different way in a different topic or whatever. But just this is just what, you know, a taste to consider podcast is all about. It's about me just giving you a taste of who I am and my thoughts, my views, um, certain feelings and stuff like that. You know, and this is all about, you know, um, placing everything out there or placing everything on the table to give you something to consider. It's not about you agreeing with me. I'm not trying to get followers or convert people or conform people to my way of thinking and all that other stuff. It's just about, you know, me being myself, uh, having an open space to be myself and, you know, giving people things to consider. Um, Yeah. So, this this episode actually I did write 
um, out a, a outline. Last episode, I didn't have an outline. For all the first-time listeners, I I usually write out an outline on paper. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you've seen it plenty of times. Um, but I also um, I have a visual outline as well that I that I um, that I use um, where where I have screenshots um clips um what else um uh notes you know um and i i i take i take the visual outline and i make a written outline as well just to keep me in you know on point and kind of um away from <laughs> rambling and stuff like that uh so this episode, I actually do have a written outline uh, ready. Uh, while I'm thinking about it now, um, like last last uh, week's episode, just talking about, you know, divine intervention and the most high being such a big part of my podcast and um, and stuff like that. Uh Damn, I lost my train of thought that fast. That's crazy. I got, I got, I'm trying to keep stuff on one side of my mind so I can mention that it's not in the outline. See, that's why I actually have outlines to keep me <laughs> on point and I try to take as much notes as I can. But then at the same time, I'll be battling with myself. I'll be like, I don't want to be too robotic, robotic. But yeah, I lost my train of thought that fast. But no, okay, I got it back. So yeah, talking about divine intervention and you know, the most high being involved in my podcast and stuff like that. Like, like I said, last week, I didn't have a, um, a written outline put together, but I still had my visual one and just how, you know, the show came together and how it flowed. And, you know, that was some of the things that, you know, um, that was some of the positive feedback that I got about the flow of the podcast and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, it's just, I lost my train of thought again. (laughs) I'm trying to keep this certain topic on my mind while I'm trying to speak about something else. But, yeah, um, let me see if I can get it back. This is horrible. No, it's not horrible. It happens. I'm human. There you go, Dirk. Trying to beat yourself up. See, it's okay to talk to yourself. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, just uh the fact that, you know, um, I didn't have a written outline and stuff like that, but the show still came together and, you know, I was still in a in a perfect place and then me kinda like worrying worrying and having anxiety about it, but it being like certain people's some their favorite sh- one of their favorite shows you know so yeah that's i think that's pretty much what i was trying to think about but the the other part of <laughs> that i was the other part of of my mind that i was trying to hold on to that i wouldn't forget that kept having me from losing my train of thought was i mentioned this this show before on the podcast um so i guess I can say this is the TV and movie reviews, but this was something that I wanted to mention because this show that I watch comes on every Sunday and it's called Evil and it's on the Paramount Plus Network. 
And I love this show. This show, let me uh, pull up the description of it. And I wish more, I wish I knew more people that watch this damn show so I can um, have discussions about this. But um, let me pull up the description. It's, the show is in season three right now. It's called Evil. Um, it's, it's currently in uh, season three. The IMDB rating is 7.7 .7 out of 10, which is good. And the um the Rotten Tomatoes percentage is 95%. So it like it's a real good ass show. So let me read the description. Um it says skeptical psychologist Kristen Bouchard joins David Acosta, who is training to be a Catholic priest and a blue-collar contractor as they investigate the church's backlog of unexplained mysteries, including supposed miracles, demonic possessions, and other extraordinary occurrences. Their job is to assess if there is a logical explanation or if something truly supernatural is at work. Examining the origins of evil along the dividing line between science and religion. And I... I swear to you, like this show is like is very entertaining as well as like for me, like I'm a I'm all I'm the type of person where I'm a seeker of truth. Um, I'm a student of of everything. And I'm very intrigued by the quote unquote supernatural, the spiritual world, spiritual realm and, you know, uh, God, the most high spirit universe, whatever you want to call, you know, what I'm saying stuff like that. And then the uh, duality or the um, the um, polarity of um, good and the quote unquote good and bad or good and evil whatever you know what i'm saying but this show speaks to a lot about like faith and belief and stuff like that so even if you aren't religious it if you if you consider yourself whether you consider yourself religious spiritual or atheist it still speaks to everyday life and like i love this damn show <laughs> and i wish i knew more people who watched this so i can have conversations with them about it but yeah, check it out. Um, the show is called Evil. So um, yeah, since I started talking about a TV show, let me uh, get into to this. The new uh, Black Panther trailer came out. Black Panther two um, came out, I'm on the fence about it. I mean, I've already like if you aren't a, if you aren't on social media and specifically Twitter, you don't you you probably don't know there's a movement and there's been a movement um, for recast T'Challa. T'Challa was the comic book character that Chadwick Boseman played, and of course you know um, his untimely death. Well, I ain't gonna say that. I don't understand why people use those terms um you know when it comes to death and stuff like that because i mean if you i guess if you we get so attached to like the 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 whole a person's life that we in their age and stuff like that that we don't that we consider um deaths that 
are, I guess, before old age, you know, untimely and stuff like that. But I mean, if it was, if if it was meant to happen, then it was meant to happen. So I don't, yeah. But that's a whole nother conversation. But yeah, the death of Chad with Bozeman and um, I wasn't feeling the. I'm not feeling the whole thing and i've discussed this before on the podcast i'm not feeling this whole um getting rid of the character t'challa based off of chadwick's death and i feel like that is 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 weird as hell because we've well i ain't gonna say we but i've been around long enough to see a lot of superhero movies and stuff like that and i've seen like particularly with like the DC comics characters, Superman, Batman, and stuff like that. And shoot, even with Marvel, when you talk about Spider-Man and stuff like that, we've seen different actors play these fictional characters. Like these are fictional characters. Whatever happens with the actor shouldn't, the real person, the actor, shouldn't affect a fictional character and it seems that marvel is set on that being the case and me being the person that i am and you know what i'm saying i look i feel as though that i'm looking beyond the black and white situation of things i feel like it, it speaks to a lot of what black people are used to and that is death mourning and stuff like that and like I said, there's been a movement. Um, uh, there was a petition and everything uh, about this recast T'Challa. And I'm going to read a couple of things. And um, this first thing that I'm reading comes from, uh, let me see. Um, first thing that I'm reading comes from Chadwick Boseman himself his own words he says quote i want people to see the role and not see me that is the job of an actor where it's not about me it's about the role people remember the role and what you did with it and that was him um in his own words speaking about the character t'challa before his death and Here's a, another quote from the head writer of um, Black Panther. It says, quote, Chadwick Boseman understood how important it is that T'Challa stands shoulder to shoulder with the likes of Captain America and Thor and Iron Man, that future generations and the generation of today need to see a black man as their hero. And we just wanted to make sure we did right by the character. And this was before, of course, his uh death and before they started filming this new Black Panther movie. And even Chadwick Boseman's family came out and said that those were Chadwick's wishes to keep T'Challa alive. That T'Challa is more important. The character of, Ch of T'Challa is more important than him being an actor playing the role of T'Challa. But... Since the new um, trailer has came out, 
all you hear is people talking about their emotions, how sad they are, how much this is going to hurt, how they cry watching the the um the trailer and stuff like that. And in my mind, all I'm thinking is this is reliving trauma and this is what black people are used to. And they're playing off of that role. And I feel like Marvel, Disney, and I'm even disappointed with the director of Black Panther, which is Ryan Coogler, a black man, that he's even perpetuating this. They all, I feel like they're all perpetuating this thing of mourning a black man's death. Chadwick Boseman was a real person. Why are we reliving his death through a fictional character? This isn't appropriate. This isn't appropriate. Like, people are so caught up into their emotions and their feelings and stuff about it or whatever. Particularly black people. We're so, we're so used to feeling emotional when it comes to death and mourning and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? This is, that's part of the quote-unquote culture, um, you know, of, of black people. And... We're so caught up into it that we can't see beyond that and understand that this isn't appropriate. This isn't appropriate. Like, how do you think his family feels that they're reliving his, they have to relive his death through a fictional character? Like, this is, this is beyond, like, to me, this is disgusting. (laughs) To me, and like, honestly, it, it really is because this is a fictional character. And now, they're marketing, advertising, and perpetuating a real person's death to push this movie. It is not right to me. It it just isn't. It just isn't. Um. Yeah. Moving on. All right. Let me let me see. <sighs> Where am I at right now? Um. I got a clip. I got a clip. And let me play this clip. Yeah, this is crazy. Making real death part of a fictional story. That's crazy. Um, All right, let me pull this clip up. Um, This is a clip that, this is a clip from a movie that I, I thoroughly enjoy and I thought and like I talked about, um, if, if you read uh, the blog post, I am a master, um, I always even the the in comedy movies or whatever, I always find tidbits or little stuff in movies that speak to something much more larger than what the movie is actually um, there for, you know, um, and this is one right here. So this this clip right here comes from the movie um, <laughs> Vampire in Brooklyn with Eddie Murphy and Angela Bassett. So I'm going to play this clip and we're going to get into it. We're talking about Jesus. Jesus said and Jesus went. Jesus heard and Jesus walked over. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yes. Well, I don't want to talk about Jesus this evening. Because as the big man teaches us, it's two sides to every story. 
Not one, but two. A story is not one-sided. A story has a duality. There's two sides to every story. What brings to mind the phrase, necessary evil. Now, I know many of you may hear the phrase necessary evil, and you say to yourself, that don't even make no sense to me. Can't be no such thing as necessary. How's evil necessary? That don't match. That's plans and strikes, evil and necessary. You see, because without bad, there is no good. Without light, there is no dark. You need both these things. You know what I'm saying? If every day is a sunny day, well, then what's a sunny day? Well, the bottom line, brothers and sisters, what I'm trying to tell you tonight is that evil, evil is necessary. Evil is necessary, thereby, if it's necessary, evil must be good. Evil is good. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so that was Eddie Murphy from uh, Vampire in Brooklyn. And that that part of the movie always stuck out to me because... Like, I remember when I saw the movie, I forgot when the movie came out, but I was definitely younger than what I am now. So when I was, when I saw it, I'm thinking to myself, damn, that's absolutely right. <laughs> like, I, I, I understood what was being said. And if you've seen the movie before, you know, in the context, why he was saying what he was saying. I'm not going to get into that because then that would be telling the whole plot and story of the movie. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. But yeah. Evil is necessary. <laughs> evil. So evil should be good, right? And I think this is it's a deep this is so much deeper. And I look at it like um this speaks to um polarity and duality, right? So I'm going to read the definition of polarity. It says, um, polarity can literally refer to a positive or negative electric charge. Less literally, it indicates something with two opposing but related qualities. You might visualize polarity as a battery holder with a plus sign on one end and a negative on the other. That's not the de the definition of polarity that was more of a, a, a explanation of polarity one explanation of polarity one that i thought would be easily understood and when i say that for the example that he uses says talking about a battery holder and, you know if you if you look at a battery they have a positive side and a negative side and when you put that battery into wherever it needs to go that positive and negative side is also there. So you need both those positive and negative charges in order for whatever you put in that battery in to work, right? So both those negative and positive charges work together for a common goal, right? They have an end game. It's an end game to that positive and negative charge to so that polarity of this this battery <laughs> right so and you know i always 
well, recently I've been talking a lot about, you know, the black and white of things and how most people be so caught up into the black and white of stuff and forgetting the gray area. And I feel as though, you know, a lot of polarity speaks to that. You know, we we understand the black and white, the negative and positive, but we forget the common goal of those two things working together and what they bring out. So also with polarity, with that clip speaking to polarity, um, it also speaks to duality. But just to stick with polarity for right now says um, polarity is a relationship between two opposite characteristics or tendencies like the polarity of two sides of a debate or of the superhero and a villain in a comic book. Polarity can literally refer to a positive or negative electric charge. Um, Less literally, it indicates something with two opposing but related qualities. You might visualize polarity as a battery holder with a plus sign on one end and a negative on the other. More than just opposites, polarity suggests opposites that are interconnected. What would the light of day be without the dark of night? Good without evil, yin without yang. So yeah, it speak polarity speaks to two opposites being connected and working together for a common goal. And like I said, we get so caught up into the black and white of things and just seeing as though that they're two separate things. Good and evil, um, bad and good, up and down, cold, hot. And not understanding that these things are connected in a way that has some sort of common goal or some sort of end game to them. Because you can't have warm water without hot and cold. Right? So these two things, even though they're sep- they're opposites, I ain't going to say separate, they're opposites, but they're still connected. Right? You can't have spring and fall without hot or cold weather. (laughs) But yeah, polarity, duality, all of it speaks to sort of the, the same thing. You know, two opposites that have a common goal or connected in some way that have some, uh, in game or some some sort of uh, meaning depending on your perspective of things you know um so duality what is duality or dualism as the word suggests by the word dual within it duality refers to having two parts often with opposite meanings duality conveys you that every aspect of life is created from a balanced interaction of opposite and competing powers so i talk a lot about you know uh trying to find balance with a situation and you know like i said black and white the gray area yin and yang all that other stuff all of that is related like and but as i've stated before there are extremes there are extremes to hot 
They're extremes to cold. They're extremes to up and down. They're extremes to, excuse me, they're extremes to love. They're extremes to fear. They're extremes to um, they're extremes to everything that has an opposite to it. They're extremes. But it's all about f- trying to find the balance. The feminine, the extremes to feminine energy that I mentioned on last episode, sh- extremes to masculine energy. And then there's that in between, that gray area, that, you know, that, that, that place that defines the the connection of these two opposites right so just speaking a little bit more to polarity and duality but we're going to use an example for duality so um is duality a good thing the ego causes the world of duality duality is the comparison contrast or division of things The mind uses this dichotomy to help order the world we live in and to make associations. As with many characteristics of the ego, it's neither good nor bad. It just is. And that's why when I when I've been talking recently about black and white, you know, what I'm saying we we as people in society in general just look at things in a black and white manner. Um, and we forget that there's a gray area to things and that gray area is a much more of a bigger picture or a balanced assessment or perception or perspective of what's actually going on, what happened or what you're feeling and stuff like that. That when you think about it, like there really isn't a a good or bad there's just an ex- extreme of something there isn't any balanced of something so yeah we can describe these things as good or bad but it's really just an extreme of something So, I'm going to read some something that I came across that deals with both the duality and polarity of things, right? So, it says, um, the key to understanding how to have a better quality of life is understanding duality. Duality is the balance life. Duality is the balance life has between different forces, Knowing three easy examples of duality will help you to understand the force checks and balances. There are three easy examples of duality that will help you better understand how duality affects you and help you have a better life quality. The models presented below demonstrate three conflicts that humans encounter daily. Peace and war. Love and hate. Up and down. Once you understand these three easy examples of duality, you will have a better quality of life. What is the concept of duality? Once again, this is an article that I'm reading that I thought was interesting. That gave some good points. 
So it says duality when two opposing parts conflict with each other. Duality is when two opposing parts conflict with each other. The two opposing forces are a series of checks and balances that demonstrate the choices people have. And I think one thing that is key that has been noted twice so far is checks and balances. This comes to the this is the portion where we have self-awareness, acceptance and accountability of the choices that we make in our lives. Right. Once a person has identified one side of the force, they can understand the other in terms of what the first is not. And I'm a big Star Wars fan. I watch Star a lot of Star Wars movies and a lot of their shows. And the um one of the things that they talk about it in the movie is the force. The force, the force, the force. And they talk about the dark side and, you know, of course, the opposite, which is the light side. Um, if even if you haven't watched any Star Wars, you know who Darth Vader is. And he was um, basically the um, <laughs> the I don't want to say the king, but he was the. Um, that's who you associate with the, the dark side of the force, right? And when you think about the light side of the force, you think of, of who? Luke Skywalker, right? So that's why I always look at, like, the Star Wars movies as being, even though they're considered sci-fi movies, they're more spiritual as opposed to it being sci-fi. But, you know, I like I said, I always look to the deeper messages of movies and and TV shows and stuff like that. Not even that I look. I just, sometimes, majority of the time, they hit me that way. But, yeah. All right, back to the article. Let me see. Um, it says, these two forces are typically classified together using standard terms that oppose each other. One force will not survive without the other, quite like an understanding of life versus death. These two forces are opposite sides of the coin and can only be defined based on the other's characteristics. So basically, they're saying that even though you have these two sides, everybody is going to see them differently. Everybody is going to interpret them differently. Everybody is going to feel them differently. Even though these two sides are standard, they're going to be interpreted differently. They're going to be perceived differently and they're going to have a different um experience based off of it it says the only way a person can reach an understanding of both extremes that's that's the key word extremes is through spiritual duality and the knowledge of the terms so you do have to have an understanding of the two sides or the two forces or the two opposites A person will only live life to the extremes until they can define the middle ground. And that was something that um, I resonated with very well because I have lived the extremes of of both sides of things. You know, um, you talk about uh, mental illness, mental health, emotional health, physical health. I I've been able to identify with the extremes of both the size of 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 those three um 
aspects of life, the mental aspect, the emotional aspect, and the physical aspect. And now I'm in the, 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 I'm walking the path of trying to find the middle ground, trying to find a balance of them all, right? So it says duality can be can also be a technical term used in geometry and physics to explain interchangeable points and particle wave theory, both of which have a similar basis of the primary definition of the word. Um, it says, what does duality mean spiritually? Duality in the spiritual sense relies heavily on the concept of dualities to know ourselves and the complexities of life. These two opposing forces balance your life and can counteract each other if necessary. So, yeah, that's with, you know, um, that's what life is about. It's about the ups and downs, the goods and the bads, the hots and colds and all that other stuff. You will experience these dualities or the polarity of things throughout life. Whether it's directly or indirectly, whether it's, you know, what I'm saying part of our personal journey or it's just um, an, an, an accessory of the journey, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, and it's up to us to find that balance and not live in these extremes of these two opposing forces. Um. And then if you are living these extremes, the way that the most high works, the way the universe works and stuff like that, is that they will counteract each other in some sort of way if you are living too much in the extremes of things, you know. Um, I could be living a life so, so jaded of love and relationships or whatever that and we've seen these examples in movies that somebody will pop up out of nowhere and make me fall in love and then you know what i'm saying that will pull me out of this jaded mindset or i'm in this mind i'm in this rut with my finances and stuff like that and then all of a sudden out of nowhere uh uh opportunity will come in place that will change my whole financial di direction but and that that's what life is about you know what i'm saying life will always have these moments in there but it's all about whether we are open to them or not because we will get opportunities one thing that i know just based off of my life and going through the things that i've gone through with depression anxiety um being jaded with love going through rejection and abandonment um not having so good of relationships with people, whether it be friendships, work relationships, platonic, romantic or whatever, you will have opportunity. Opportunities will come in your life that will counteract where your mind is at, how you're walking, how you're thinking, how you're living. You know what I'm saying? There will come times where these moments, these opportunities, these blessings, however you want to um, identify them as, 
will come and counteract these things. But it's just all about being aware and open to it. So back to the article. It says all things are considered to be on a continuum and are considered the extremes of the same thing. If you know about the duality, then you can harmonize the two sides and see the challenge from all perspectives instead of what is right or wrong. You can center yourself based on these perspectives and live in neither extreme. And that's basically saying that it's just finding the balance, understanding that there will be ups and downs, that there will be moments in your life where you will be insecure. And then there will be moments in your life where you'll be totally secure. But it's understanding not to fall so deep into your ego where you are being you're not able to have any humility where you're treating people bad because you're feeling bad or you're treating people bad because you totally feel good or you're treating people good because you feel bad and you want the good in return. You know what I'm saying? So it's layers to all of this. But um, back to the article. To understand this, the first and most challenging to comprehend duality in life is life versus death. These two forces are always balancing each other in our lives. The stark contrast in life and death demonstrates how easily dualities are acting on human lives. As humans, we know what life is. It is what we do every day. But it is difficult to understand death. It is a mystery and impossible to explain fully. We know that we have to live before we can die. And in that and in that case, you cannot have one without the other. This is the fundamental duality that helps align all other dualities. If we are following spiritual duality, the person can be unafraid of death and accept the life they must lead. I mean, because when it comes down to it, like life and death, that's inevitable. We we know that we are going to experience life and we are going to experience death. But the way that society is the way you know we are brought up and stuff like that we don't understand death because death isn't something that's talked about um i i can recall um as a young kid that i have a big family my family is from the country both sides north carolina and i remember uh being a little kid and going to countless funerals of people that i did not know but they were my family and that gave me an extreme fear of death to the point where, like, I was, it was to the point where I was afraid to fall asleep at night because I was afraid of death. So I was being pushed into this space that I knew nothing about. And it gave me an extreme fear, extreme fear. Granted, I'm 40 years old today. I've been able to rise above a lot of those fears and those anxieties and those misunderstandings and stuff of death. But even though I've risen above them, they are still there. So they do pop up at times. They do trigger me at times and stuff like that. So that's why, you know, lately I've been trying to emphasize about, you know, healing and trauma and 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 things that's in those on those those forces so you know since we talking about forces and stuff like that the forces of of you know hit of trauma and stuff like that so that's that's one side of it you know what i'm saying and i was on the extreme of it you know i was had this extreme fear of death because i didn't understand it 
So now I'm becoming to understand death and, and stuff like that. I actually have a a very curious mind about it to the point where I I read and 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 look at videos about near death experiences and stuff like that because I'm trying to learn about it. I'm trying to remove the fears and the anxieties that I have about death because um, death, you know, is just the human form of our body going away, but not our actual spirit or whatever. But that's a whole nother conversation. So back to the article. It says, um, yeah, that's it. That's it of all I wanted to to read. But yeah, um, there was just something I came across that clip. And I came across the the um the as the the words polarity and duality and how it it um fit with that clip. Yeah, so moving along. <laughs> that is not a topic that I had last week, but we about to get into a topic that um I had last week that um I wanted to get into, which is why I'm calling this episode Psychopaths Part 2. Um, but here we go. Let me see where I'm at in my visual outline to make sure I'm on point. Burp number one and two. Okay. Lauren London. If you didn't know, Lauren London just recently did a interview on the In Real Life podcast, which is hosted by Angie Martinez. And I've been I've always been a big fan of Angie Martinez and her interviews and stuff. And I wish she would release that Tupac interview that she has that she has had ever since 1996. She keeps saying she don't want to release it because it might bring up old stuff. But damn, I need that interview. <laughs> but yeah, Angie Martinez, she's a great um radio personality. Um I if you don't know, I went to college for communications. I have my degree in communications. I wanted to be on the radio. Um, well you have me here now on a podcast, so I'm essentially finally doing what I went to school for. <laughs> I have my own show and everything like that. So yeah. Um, but I have experience in radio and TV or whatever because of college. But, yeah, we here. And uh, I think Angie Martinez is a great um, interviewer. Um, and I very much enjoyed this interview. And, and I keep saying interview, but I really, I really look at it like it was a great conversation. It was a great conversation. And that's what makes interviews great. Um, them not even seeming like interviews, they're just conversations. So, um, it was very, I took notes. I watched the interview or the conversation twice and I took notes the second time that I watched it. So I'll be going through some of my notes and then I'll, um, I'll play the clip after I go through some of my notes. So just some of the things that I observed, but the, the interview slash conversation was like 47 minutes long great i encourage everybody to watch that you know um yeah if you just go on youtube and type in angie martinez and lauren london shit you can just type in lauren london and i'm sure it'll pop up it just came out like a week or two ago 
Um, like I said, I felt like the um, the converse. It was a very refreshing to watch. Very refreshing, and um, like I always talk about on this podcast about worshiping celebrities and stuff like that, and being so caught up into thinking that you know who these people are and stuff. But I would love to have a conversation with Lauren London, whether it's on my podcast or just, you know what I'm saying, just a private conversation. Like, because some of the things, like, shit, pretty much everything that she talked about on there is, like, I resonated with. And it was funny because, like, a lot of the thoughts and the things and stuff that she was talking about, same thoughts and things that I think about and talk about all the time. And I wish I actually had people that i can have these discussions with but i i i don't i don't have i don't have people that i can have these kind of like deep i ain't even these ain't even deep comment these real conversations and i feel like people are so so um so <laughs> people are so lost into just the materialistic things of the world that they just can't go to another place and and i love conversations like this like whether you drunk or high like people normally have these type of conversations that don't have them on the regular they usually have these conversations when they drunk or high but i can have these conversations any time of the day <laughs> whether i'm drunk or high <laughs> but um yeah and it was crazy because it got to the point where i was looking at i was listening and watching the interview that I was like, I need to look up her birthday and see what her sign is because we have too much in common. And sure enough, I looked it up. She's a Sagittarius. Her birthday is like four or five days after mine's. She's a Sagittarius, and it makes absolute sense, you know, um, that she's who she is. And she kept saying how she's a um, she loves the truth. She's a seeker of truth and stuff and that that just resonated with me so much a lot of the stuff that uh she was talking about and stuff and and once you watch the interview even even like it's crazy because like what i just finished talking about with the uh eddie murphy clip and polarity and duality that stuff came to me even before i even saw the lauren london clip that i'm i'm gonna play um in a few and before i watched the interview so, like I said, the most high God always brings this shit together. <laughs> and this this ain't no coincidence. It is no coincidence that a lot of the stuff that was talked about in this interview aligns with what I just talked about with polarity and duality and the, the Eddie Murphy clip. Just, just crazy. Blows my mind. But thank you. Thank you, God. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Like I said, I'm going to point out some things uh, from the interview and then I'll go into the specific clip that I came across that actually brought me to the full interview. You know, usually, you know, people just focus on clips and they don't go to the whole interview or whatever. But I felt the need that I, I had to go to this full interview to get the full context of things. But let me just go through some of my uh, notes real quick from the interview um yeah one of the things like because uh the the title of 
I believe this was the first full episode of Angie Martinez's uh, podcast, which is called In Real Life Podcast. And she said um, they were coming to talk about death and which makes sense because of what Lauren London went through. And one of the first things that was talked about in this um, episode was death etiquette. And Angie Martinez and Lauren London was talking about how a lot of people don't have death etiquette. And, you know, I was just speaking about that. A lot of people don't know about death. A lot of people don't understand death. A lot of people don't talk about death because it's an uncomfortable conversation. Because our understanding of it is, is just the end. And it takes me back to what I was talking about even before polarity and duality with the Chadwick Boseman stuff. Like this whole situation is not good death etiquette. Like they're using a man's death to market a movie, a real man's death to market a fictional character. They're killing a fictional character based off of a real person's death. It's just weird as fuck. And it's disrespectful. It's, it's just disgusting. But like I was saying, I feel like it's deeper than that. I feel like they understand that black people are used to death and we come together when it's time to mourn death and all that other stuff. So, shoot, over the past few years, what we've been accustomed to, black death. So, hey, let's use it for the marketing of this of this movie. Um, But one thing that Lauren talked about also was being intentional, intentional and genuine with, you know, conversations and being there for people and supporting people and stuff like that and not you know basically my interpretation this part is not being cookie cutter cookie cutter with things and doing things in order to say that you were there to support somebody or you know to receive something back from somebody because you showed some support or was there for somebody and stuff like that because that is a real thing you know, a lot of people do that, um, uh, show support for people in order to say that that's what they doing, um, or to, to say that they're a good friend or to, you know, um, receive something back from somebody else, you know, and it's, is that's an extreme of, you know, uh, being, uh, in your fear of rejection or abandonment or, your fear of not being loved and stuff like that. So people go to the extremes to support or be there from somebody. And it's not really genuine. You know what I'm saying? It may come from, it may have a tiny, it may have a tiny uh, plate space of genuineness to it or, or um, coming from a good place. But ultimately it, it comes from in the, uh, the greater portion of it comes from an extreme. Um, what else? Uh, one thing that was brought up doing it was um, Lauren talked about this. She was like uh, loving people and wanting to fix their problems. And this is something that I talked about on uh, the last episode about, you know, um, and that goes hand in hand with the fear of a rejection and, and abandonment and being attached to somebody and, and, kind of like being too invested into their lives and stuff like that and sort of a it could be also used as a form of manipulation and control you know loving somebody so much that you want to fix their problems and you know not really allowing them to live their lives and stuff like that but she said loving people and wanting to fix their problems learn how to sit 
she was like uh, a lot of people and this goes back to the being intentional and genuine is you know just learn how to sit with people and you know go through things with them you know it doesn't always this is my interpretation of what she said now all don't always be focused on doing and you know instead be focused on being and you know just the your presence um you know is 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 more than enough than than trying to fix the problem for somebody else you know just you being there and having your presence and you know um your energy and stuff like that is more much more important than trying to actually do and and fix the problem or whatever another interesting thing that she said which i mentioned a lot on this podcast is that food can contribute to your depression she mentioned how you know in her her depressive moments you know um during the time of nipsey's death and even just her being an emotional eater, you know, even before Nipsey's death or whatever, that food can contribute to your depression. And, you know, we talk a lot about comfort food and all that other stuff. And, you know, when you when you get into these modes of sadness and stress and depression, even though you might not think that you're depressed or whatever, but you find yourself always running to these these comfort foods or whatever, that's already your mind telling you that you need these foods to make you feel comfortable. But then those foods are compounding on to what you already feeling or whatever. And she talked about how, you know, her being an emotional eater affects her, her depression even more and her weight and stuff like that. She also mentioned shadow work. And I talked about shadow work plenty of times before. If you don't know what it is, look it up. It'll be more beneficial for you to look shadow work up for me. It'll be more beneficial for you to look it up other than me, rather than me telling you what it is, because shadow work will mean something different to each individual. Trust me. <laughs> um, she also mentioned about, you know, uh, Nipsey not being perfect. But he had good intentions and he meant well and how important that is um, because, you know, we're all human. So we all will make mistakes and stuff like that, make wrong choices. And even this is just my coming from me now, even choices that you perceive as being wrong. You know, we just talked about polarity and duality. They may not be wrong in the person's eyes or, you know, thoughts or whatever that's actually doing it. But it may look that way to you based off of how you have gone through life, the things that you experience and stuff like that. So it's kind of a, you know, thing that of, of us trying to hold grace for other people and really understanding where they're coming from. And that's one thing where it's important about communication and comprehension comes in play. Um, also, she says she wants peace and to give peace. She prays for it a lot. She's uh, she wants she wants simple accomplishments, not what's expected of her. She wants what God's purpose is for her. And that wasn't verbatim. That was me paraphrasing it. Um, yeah, what else? Um, and some things that I observed from some of the uh, from from the conversation, the interview that once you watch it, you may under you may resonate with it or or see see it when i say it depending on you know um 
what type of life you you've lived or the things that you experienced. But you could tell to me, I could tell that she still holds trauma and fear of love and or losing love or losing a person based off of that, which is understandable because of what she went through. Um, what else? Um, I also noticed that she talked about not wanting to be in a relationship. And I kind of looked at that as, you know, um, you know, her fear of, of her fear of love or losing love or losing the person that she loves. And even uh, her not wanting to start over again, you know, um, uh, what else? Um, and she also talked about, you know, she doesn't want to be in another relationship. She doesn't want to get married and how, you know, you can exist alone. And that's something that I used to think um, a lot back in the day, you know, because I lived if you listen to my podcast enough and heard me speak outside of the podcast or write on the blog, I've lived a lot of my time alone, even when I had people in my life, um, whether it was my own doing or maybe me attracting these people in my life. Um, and I, I feel like it's a combination of, of, of those things. And, but I do believe that you shouldn't exist alone. I definitely do. Uh, I don't believe that's the case. You shouldn't exist alone. Um, it's about finding the right people for you, the right tribe and stuff like that. And I think a lot of that speaks to to people being open and vulnerable um, with how they feel and stuff like that. Um, and you will only be able to progress and get to a place you want to be or be around the people you want to be or have this, this tribe that you want or this family or these friends or this romantic relationship. If you can only do that, if you're vulnerable, I mean, and that comes from, from me learning and also experiencing um and even though i still you know trying to find the middle ground or the balance of those things i do believe and understand that and um yeah i see a lot of people that deal with you know a lot of people a lot of people deal with not not being vulnerable and they 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 want certain things out of relationships but they aren't even vulnerable with the person that they're dealing with or the people that's in their lives and they expect to to progress to um uh marriage or kids or healthy friendships or healthy family relationships and stuff like that it, like i say to myself it don't make and you know i'll be like yeah that just don't make fucking sense so i'm talking to them as well as talking to myself <laughs> but yeah um and one thing that Angie Martinez mentioned during the um, the the interview or the conversation was that two emotions people operate from are love and fear, and I totally agree. I mean, that's that's pretty much what it's all about: love and fear. I I talked about it before on episodes that love and fear are the um the umbrellas the 
the top of the umbrella and under those two umbrellas you have all these these layers of things you know that deal with love and deal with fear or whatever but yeah it's a great 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 um interview uh conversation podcast i wish it was more like that that were in the mainstream and that was displayed on social media and there's funny thing about social media when it comes to this this uh the clip that i'm getting ready to play and and i'm sitting here looking and you know i don't know everybody because the clip was played a you know, across several different platforms, but, you know, you see certain familiars and stuff like that. And even the case of just how social media is, period. Social media is just a, is, is not reality. It's a fake world. And we just so, we just get so totally that, that actually is social media to me is actually, um, perpetuates and perpetuates the extremes in our lives or whatever um a lot of people try to find love attention and stuff like that on social media it perpetuates and exacerbates loneliness sadness depression anxiety i mean although you know what i'm saying it's, it's good quote unquote good things to social media where you can learn certain things or connect with certain people that you haven't connected with in a while and stuff like that but ultimately social media perpetuates and exacerbates the extremes of people's to me this is my this is my thoughts on it extremes of people's um struggles the difficulties and stuff like that and it's crazy because i see it even with older people like with uh my parents uh uh uncles and aunts oh other older people that i know that's not in my family and stuff like that like you see that there ain't no exceptions for how social media will exacerbate and perpetuate your struggles and difficulties and stuff like that <laughs> and i know a lot i know i ain't gonna say a lot i know some people look at it like i just totally am jaded from social media and stuff like that but no nah, i'm calling out the real is social media is not a good place it's just not because people look at it like it's it's a real world and it's not it is not reality we we're, we're so caught up into social media that we don't even understand what reality is anymore and it, it affects our lives it affects our progress it affects our growth it affects our creativity you know what i'm saying it, it, there are definitely people out there who navigate through it very well and um i recognize those people i've had conversations with <laughs> with those people a lot of like um therapists and um influencers and stuff like that but you know what i'm saying they've even told me that they have struggles with you know social media and stuff like that but yeah um let me play this clip um, because, yeah, I'm, I'm eh, time is moving. Time is moving. <laughs> um, I might not even get to no blackity black woke segment again, but it's all good. Uh, let me pull this clip up. Let me see. I got it in my um, 
in my text messages. I got a, a, a text message myself a lot with topics and screenshots and, and stuff like that as well to keep myself reminded of things when I put my um, agenda and stuff together, my outline. Um, let me see. Okay, here we go. Here's the clip. And before I play this clip, I'm going to preface, like, this clip is two minutes and 20 seconds long. But make sure you watch the whole interview and the conversation. But particularly uh, even beyond this point in the interview, this point in the interview was like 30, 38 minutes in, I believe, 38 minutes, 55 seconds in to the interview conversation. But even after that, it goes into further detail. So even if you don't watch the full interview, go and listen to what was being said and discussed after this portion of the interview. And like I said, this portion of the interview was around the 38 minute mark. So make sure if you're not going to listen to the whole interview, it's only 40 seconds long and 47 seconds, long, 47 minutes long. But it's definitely worth it. Like I'm telling you, it's worth it. But if you don't listen to the whole jump, um, go to the 38 minute mark. Listen to what I'm about to play right here and then what's was said afterwards because it's relevant to this particular clip and that's why it's very important to not get so caught up into these little one minute clips and you know all that other stuff because that shit just is clickbait but let's get to the clip think i have another perspective on relationships and you don't want to have that conversation with me <laughs> okay i think a lot of them are ego driven and they're not pure I believe that too. So why would I take myself in this vulnerable state into my ego and I'm trying to get out of it? I'm in death of the ego space. Why do I need another, why? Does that make my life complete? I'll never get married, does that mean I'm not on purpose? I need you to explain. <laughs> I'm gonna get a lot of slack for this one because I have a whole thing about it. No, I need to know. Okay. That. I mean, that's not a small thing to drop. Like, okay. Because relationships are hard as fuck absolutely right and so mine was it was very hard hell yeah because we make it like a fantasy in our heads like no. you guys had the perfect relationship you were on the horse Listen, we saw we you had, on the horse we had pure <laughs> love we had pure love but that does not mean that we were not human and our egos did not get attached in aspects of our relationship but we definitely had pure love but you had enough intention to probably like dissect always. or break down the, always okay good intentions but break that down for people yes. about relationships and ego. and Because some people probably not, don't even think about that. No, and I didn't think about it until I wasn't in relationship anymore because of the death, right? A lot of times, not all the time, we are in such of a, in our ego that we are in possession of another person. We're not experiencing them we're not totally loving them and letting them be free we think we're supposed to be together forever mm. and that's not a spiritual relationship spiritual relationship is without the ego it is we are together i bring you up inspire you you inspire me now if there ever comes a point 
where I'm not inspired anymore and that now I'm in my ego. Now I feel I need to possess you. Now I feel the need to control you in your mind. I'm in my ego. Mm. And that's not love. It, it, there's love in there, but now I'm operating more in my ego and not in my pure love. Mm. And I can say this because I operated from these spaces before. Okay. And that was from the In Real Life podcast, Angie Martinez, her interview slash conversation, as I call it, with Lauren London. And you heard what she was talking about, right? So y'all know how I do. Uh, I pretty much play the, play the clip full through, and then I'll come back to it, and then we'll break it down a little bit. So I have another. Okay, I got the clip started up again, right? So, all right. Um, Perspective on Sorry about that. Let me. Let me play this part of the clip first before I get into what I'm saying. Relationships, say. and you don't want to have that conversation with me. <laughs> okay. I think a lot of them are ego-driven, and they're not pure. I believe that, too. So why would I take myself in this vulnerable state? Okay. I agree with her as well. Um, yes, a lot of relationships, and we're not just talking about romantic relationships. We're just period. It's ego-driven. Um, let me keep playing real quick. Let me go keep playing. Into my ego and I'm trying to get out of it. I'm in death of the ego space. Why do I need another, why? Okay, let me say this first. And this is something that I previously thought that you have to kill the ego. But, Further reading, further life experiences and watching videos and all that other stuff and just learning things, period. The ego is necessary. The ego is necessary because it um, is part of our human experience. You know, you talk about um as Wayne Dyer says being a spiritual being living a human experience so part of our human experience is having an ego right um It's all about whether you're operating from a healthy ego or unhealthy ego. And I feel as though a healthy ego recognize, recognizes the spirit, right? But an unhealthy ego doesn't recognize the spirit. It wants full control. Because the ego ultimately wants to 
protect you. The ego is basically here, part of your human experience as a, a just like your intuition is 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 connected to your spiritual being to protect you. Your hum, your ego is connected to your human vessel, your body, in order to protect you, protect you from pain, um, hurt, you know, all of that, you know, just like the intuition is supposed to protect your spirit, right? You know, it just the intuition is 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 can't be explained the same way the ego can be because the in the that intention comes from a spiritual place if you aren't connected to your spiritual being or you aren't connected to the most high or god or whatever you can't res you can't resonate or feel or understand when that intuition is working if you're more caught up into the extreme of this human life that you're living then that ego will play a huge role in your life you know but if you haven't found that balance between your spiritual and your your spiritual being and your human being then it's gonna be out of whack you know what i'm saying um when you have a healthy ego, you're able to hold yourself accountable. You're able to hold um, hold grace for yourself as well as other people. You're also able to, with this healthy ego, you're able to have understanding for yourself. You know, it's sort of like you you have that once you have that healthy ego you're able to understand um understand and feel spiritually that there's two sides to the story but they can't be defined or understand unless you create a balance or find that middle ground between them to understand that, yes, I am human. I am susceptible to making mistakes. But understanding that ultimately I'm a good person. So those mistakes don't define me as a person, right? So... I feel like people got to get out this this um, space where they're trying to kill the ego. The ego is important. The ego, we're talking about polarity, duality. See how all this crap coming together? And I don't mean to call it crap, but that's just how I speak at times. But I didn't plan this. Like, that polarity and that duality speaks to the ego side and the spiritual side and these are two opposites but they're connected but you have to find a balance in that middle ground between these two things in order to live a excuse me burp number three burp number four 
a purposeful life. But not to say that you won't have these moments where you'll have these extremes because you will have these extreme moments where you're totally um, conform to the world and you're caught up into your ego and just just living everything according to the physical. And then you will have those moments where you totally detach yourself from the physical. And this is something that Lauren even mentioned in this interview, this conversation, that she never felt that she was attached to the earth. So that is an extreme of the spiritual side that you don't even feel an attachment to your physical being, to your physical experience, your human experience. Um, am I done on my, yeah, I'm gonna go back to the clip. All right. Does that make my life complete? I'll never get married. Does that mean I'm not on purpose? I need you to explain. <laughs> I'm gonna get a lot of slack for this one because I have a whole thing about it. No, I need to know. Okay, that. I mean, that's not a small ju- thing to drop. Like, okay, because relationships are hard as fuck. Absolutely, right? And so mine was. It was very hard. Hell yeah! Because we make it like a fantasy in our heads. Like no. you guys had the perfect relationship. You were on the horse. Listen, we saw we you had, on the horse. We had pure <laughs> love. We had pure love. Okay, and I'm glad that. She said this and this came up because, like I said, social media is not reality. And social media, um, with all the memes and the videos and a lot of the other bullshit that's on social media, is they have people believing that relationships should be easy. And I'm not saying that you're supposed to go through hell and back in the relationship. That is not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that there will be difficulties and there will be struggles in any relationship, romantic, platonic, work relationships, whatever. There will be up and down moments. There will be moments of duality where that duality um, pops up into extremes or that polarity pops up in extremes. But the way social media portrays it, the way social media has a lot of people believing that aren't really critical thinkers or aren't really have a a solid foundation or aren't willing to learn that all relationships are meant to be easy. It's the society we live in today that everything has to be about instant, instant gratification. Like I say, we live in a microwave society. Everything has to be quick, fast, and done. And if it's not, then we have to move on to the next thing that'll make us feel good. These are vices. These are drugs. This is not healthy. It's not healthy mentally and it's not healthy emotionally. You live in, you either live in uh, cycles from the past, from somebody else, or these are cycles that you have learned and picked up and used throughout your life. Like I said last episode, we either live in somebody else's lives, whether it be from our mother, our grandmother, our grandfather, our father, great-grandfather. These are cycles that have been passed down. So we either live in somebody else's lives or we picked up certain portions of their lives 
and applying them to our lives and not correct not correctly living our 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 paths you know what i'm saying let me get back to the clip well hold on let me let me let me say this right here because this is something that i wrote down today when i watched it for the second time um i feel as though when you dealing with a a relationship so we can say romantic relationship platonic relationship which is friendships or whatever whatever relationship comes to your mind while i'm saying this but we'll focus right now on romantic relationships listening to everything and just thinking about my experiences with relationships and people and stuff like that it's not just two people when in these relationships you dealing with four people four pe- it's four people in a two person relationship and what i mean by that is you have your two staple people which is using myself as an example me and my partner then with those two staples right there you got to add on another two from us you got to add on one person for myself and another person for my partner so you got her which is her staple person let's call let's call that person the yeah that the, the staple person you got the staple female you got your staple male then you got based off of these two staples two avatars and these avatars are the wild cards right here because these avatars are basically the person that comes out in relation to your partner we forget the fact and this is why it's so important to understand that there will be struggles and difficulties in relationships that relationships aren't supposed to be easy and relationships aren't supposed to be held as well but there's supposed to be a middle ground to it you're going to have difficulties you're going to have struggles you're going to have disagreements you're going to have moments where you're not feeling heard you're not feeling appreciated and stuff like that and that is based off of how that avatar is relating to your partner. Things that they do, things that they say. And these all comes from triggers, traumas, et cetera, et cetera, that you've experienced in your life before you start dealing with that partner. So you, it's four people in a two-person relationship. You got your staples and you got your avatars. Those avatars speak to how the person reacts to what the other person does. It comes out in relation to what the other person does. We have to understand that. It's not black and white. There's always a gray area. There's always a middle ground. There's always a balance to these two extremes. We get so caught up into these extremes that we just bypass and miss certain things. 
All right, uh, moving along. Back to the to the clips. To the clip. That does not mean that we were not human and our egos did not get attached in aspects of our relationship. But we definitely had pure love. But you had enough intention to probably like dissect always, or break down. That. Always. Okay. Good intentions. But break that down for people. Yes. About but yeah, the attachment portion. That's part of the ego. The ego gets attached. You don't want to lose the person. This is why I say it's important um, to really go and listen and watch this interview slash conversation because it goes deeper even after this clip portion about the ego and how um, the ego responds more to fear and attachments and how that can cause struggles and difficulties in your relationship with your partner but more importantly with yourself relationships and ego and because some people probably don't don't even think about that no and i didn't think about it until i wasn't in relationship anymore because of the death right a lot of times not all the time we are in such of a in our ego that we are in possession of another person. We're not experiencing them. We're not totally loving them and letting them be free. We think we're supposed to be together for. We get so caught up into um, the outcome of a relationship or a partnership that. We don't experience that relationship or that partnership. So we're so focused on what outcome we want to happen that we're losing precious time. We're losing precious experiences. And when it comes down to it, we fucking up the flow of things. We fucking up the natural flow of how things should be. Where we're so focused on this outcome and we getting into our feelings, which is our ego. We getting fearful, which is our ego. We're trying to control things so we can get that outcome, which is our ego. That we take it totally in a different path. And we miss and lose out on things that would have been great, good or great for us. Back to the clip. Ever. Mm. And that's not a spiritual relationship. Spiritual relationship is without the ego. It is we are together. I bring you up, inspire you, you inspire me. Now, if there ever comes a point where I'm not inspired anymore and that now I'm in my ego, now I feel I need to possess you, now I feel. And like I said, I don't. I already don't agree with the fact about the e the ego is just is important. It's just about finding that that healthy balance between um you know the quote unquote good and bad portions of the ego. The ego is necessary. The ego allows you, like I said, in my point of view, it allows you to hold a person accountable, to give grace, but to also understand that, you know, there are difficulties and issues or things that need to be brought up that's part of uh like like they always say 
having those difficult conversations to understand that, you know, um, I love you. You love me. But this situation right here is causing a a rift between us. Um, you aren't understanding where I'm coming from or you aren't respecting me and stuff like that. So we should have this conversation so you can get a better understanding of it. But both people have to be open. And that's where it comes down to the healthy ego. Both people have to be able to tap into that healthy ego in order to have these conversations, to not feel fearful, to not um, get into their feelings, to take stuff personal and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? That's the balance between the the ego and the spiritual side or whatever. To understand, yeah, I'm human, so I might, you know what I'm saying, overlook this or, you know, didn't respect you in this moment or understand or didn't value or whatever. But I'm open enough for you to to let me know how you feel and, you know, we can assess what I can do better in this in these situations in the future the need to control that's the healthy ego mine i'm in my ego Mm. and that's not love it it, there's love in there but now i'm operating more in my ego and not in my pure love Mm. and i can say this because i operated from these spaces before yeah so that was the end of the clip but like i said make sure y'all go watch the 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 interview and the conversation because it is very it was very refreshing and it's very necessary. If you got all these people sitting there talking about some, all oh, these dudes got podcasts, or they just giving anybody podcasts. Oh, excuse me, burp number five. Take the time to listen to some shit that's that's not controversial or not clickbait or or people trying to get followers and shit. Because there's a lot of podcasts out here that's just doing clickbait shit or having having topics or conversations or whatever to try to get people to listen and. and you know what I'm saying? That's that's ain't what that's not what I do here. You know what I'm saying? I keep that I keep the shit real and you always gonna get the real on this podcast. It's just as simple as that. Um, but yeah, back to the clip. Nobody wants to feel like an an accessory. Nobody wants to feel possessed and stuff like that. And just piggybacking off of the how society is with the instant gratification and and thinking that all relationships are supposed to be easy and stuff like that and as soon as you have a difficulty or struggle then it's time to move on to the next but that's just being an accessory nobody i mean i ain't gonna say nobody because there's people that really go through these cycles of each and every relationship is the same damn thing just a different person or whatever you know I'll speak for myself. I don't want to be an accessory. I don't want to be an accessory that as soon as something don't go your way or it doesn't go according to what somebody else's relationship is is doing or if I'm not supporting you the same way as somebody else is supporting you or speaking to you or something. You have to allow people to be themselves. And if you don't, if you can't rock with it, then then that's just what it's going to have to be. But don't sit here and stay, you know what I'm saying, and and use a person as an accessory for you to show them off on on social media, which I call attention ships, or, you know what I'm saying, or just so you can say that you have somebody or so you don't be alone or whatever, but you're not really rocking with this person for real, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
you can sit here all day and say that you have care and love for somebody, but do you actually like this person? Do you actually enjoy being around them and stuff like that? So, yeah, I thought this was a great, you know what I'm saying, interview conversation. I will keep saying that shit, but, yeah. But healthy relationships, man, it's about enjoying the connection, man, and, and not getting attached to an outcome and stuff like that, you know, and comparing yourself and and comparing relationships to somebody else and trying to make sure your relationship looks some way in order to so you don't get a question asked or people ain't in your business or whatever because there's a lot of miserable people out here that just in your business and ask questions because they want to make sure that they can validate why they in the fucked up relationship and shit like that (laughs) well man i'm an hour and 44 minutes in i still had stuff left beyond beyond the uh blackity black woke segment but i'll save it for next week but this is the end of Psychopaths. I'm not going to continue this series. I feel like I'm a preacher at times with these series that I've been having. But, hey, I come from a, a family of pastors and preachers. So I guess, you know, that's part of my my DNA, so to speak. But, yeah, you're not going to find me being a pastor or preacher because <laughs> I will not box myself in in that way. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I feel like my... I feel like I'm supposed to be, never mind. <laughs> but yeah, um, this is Taste to Consider Podcast. Make sure you check out uh, greatestiamblog.com. That's greatestiamblog.com. I got two new blogs up there. Um, uh, once again, I told you I'm not on social media promoting and, and marketing uh, my latest um, blogs and podcasts, so um appreciate everybody who's listening taking the time to listen and read and all that other stuff um if if you feel the need to share and all that other stuff and you know that's that's cool you know what i'm saying I'm, I'm not even trying to focus my mind on that stuff no more but um yeah you can follow the podcast on on whatever streaming service that you you listen to it on to get the alerts um you can download um download listen and then undownload so you know um i can get the numbers or whatever it it is what it is at this point um i enjoy doing what i'm doing and i'm just gonna do that and you know uh god is in control but yeah like i said i in every episode off with a, a song and this song right here is uh pock i'm keeping it pock this episode pock um, unconditional love. Let's go. Unconditional love. Talking about the stuff that don't wear off. It don't fade. Say sticking to the podcast. Let's go. Crazy days. These crazy nights. Whether you wrong or you right. I'm gonna still love you. Still feel you. Still there for you. No matter what. Listen to my truest thoughts, my truest feelings All my peers doing years beyond drug dealing How many caskets can we witness Before we see it's hard to live this life without God So we must ask forgiveness That's Mama Rod got the shirt to die Witness the tears falling free from my eyes Before she could reply For we were born without a silver spoon My broken down TV show cartoons in my living room one day I hope to make it a player in this game Mama don't cry long as we try Maybe things change Perhaps it's just a fantasy A life where we don't need no welfare Where is she without our family? Maybe it's me that caused it The 
fighting and the hurting in my room crying Cause I didn't wanna be a burden Watch mama open up her arms to hug me And I ain't worried about a damn thing With unconditional love This game listening your eyes to see No things change, the future's still inside of me We must remember that tomorrow comes after the dark So you will always be in my heart Unconditional love The lessons in your eyes to see Though things change The future's still inside of me We must remember that tomorrow comes after the dark So you will always be in my heart With unconditional love Just got the message you've been calling all week Been out here hustling on these streets Ain't had a chance to speak But you know With you and me it's all G We could never be enemies Cause you've been such a good friend to me Where would I be without my dogs? No wonder why when times get hard Cause it ain't easy being who Driven by my ambitions, desire higher positions So I proceed to make G's eternally And my mission is to be more than just a rap musician The elevation of today's generation If I can make them listen Prison ain't what we need, no longer stuck in greed Time to plan, strategize, my family's got it need We work something out of nothing No pleasure in the suffering neighborhood will be good if they can cut out all the busting The liquor and the weed, the cussing Send their love out to my block To the podcast. 